You're tuned in to the MBIT Podcast, led by Seamus Madan. Economic and financial topics broken down. Educating you on your financial journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MBIT Podcast, in which finance and economic topics are broken down so that you can become a more educated investor. Today, we have a special guest, Gav Blacksburg, COO of Wolf Financial. How are you today, Gav? I'm living the dream. Appreciate you having me on. Appreciate you taking time to be on the show. Would you mind introducing yourself uh, to the audience and, and what you do and what, what Wolf Financial is? Sure thing. As you said, my name is Gav Blacksburg, and among many things, I'm the COO at Wolf, and I also run all of our external branding, partnerships, and marketing. Uh, my background is in finance. I have a bachelor's in finance from Drexel University. I've worked in a couple different fields. I worked at Goldman Sachs in private wealth management. I did private equity at Bursa, a little bit of accounting. And for the past 15 months, I've been working on this startup called Wolf Financial. Um, you know, like you said, my full-time uh, job rotates through a couple different things, but internally I run operations. So I oversee all team meetings, ensure that people are getting their work done on time, make sure there is continuity between teams. And then externally, I run all of our social medias, uh, run our podcasts, create content, brand partnerships, everything along those lines. All right, that sounds fantastic. So let's transition uh, to discussing how retail trading and social sentiment have been affecting the markets and uh, people's portfolios. Um, first of all, quick disclaimer, the podcast is not financial advice and is for informational purposes only. Investing is risky. Now, some quick background before we begin um, discussing some recent events. It's important to discuss what retail trading and social sentiments are. So retail traders are individual traders that buy or sell securities for personal accounts. And finally, social sentiment is an opinion that people generally express publicly about a brand or company. So Gaff, what are some recent examples of social sentiment in the markets these days? Recent, there's there's many recent ones, and then there's actually ones that go back farther than people think. Um, I started looking into social sentiment back in November of 2020. I actually wrote um, an April paper uh, covering that using some research done by Ritzholtz Wealth Management COO Nick Majuli. Uh, obvious recent ones are some of these uh, AMC, GME short squeezes. They filter down into a bunch of different areas in the market. It's essentially um, you know, it's not fully caused by them, but when you look at AMC, 74% of that company is held by retail investors. So when it's moving 18 to 70% daily, um, those are largely caused by retail investors piling in people. You know, you can track social sentiment now in a number of different ways. Um, I've worked with a few different softwares doing this. So there's social sentiment.io. Uh, there's something called uh, Captain Solutions. They have a pretty big account on Twitter. And then I'm now kind of looking at Lagoon and a couple of others that do this tracking where they put basically sentiment scores, where they'll take the data of people that are bullish or bearish, then they weight that by the amount of audience that person has, and then they'll kind of give an output. So obviously we're seeing, I think even today with AMC, with GME, but it tracks back really starting more along the lines of even Kodak, Nikola, and some of the SPACs that we're really starting out. And uh, what is the effect of these uh, social sentiments on the markets? Yeah, it's interesting. It really flips things on its head because the idea for a long time was efficient market theory. And that is that the markets, you know, I think I think people thought that efficient market theory thought, uh, affected things in the short term as well. And now we're realizing it's more of a long term plan. Uh, if you look back to 2019, so as of 2019, 
retail investors made up 10% of the entire investment market. And that 10% was usually money that was not moving very quickly either, right? It was um, long-term holding. They weren't doing high-frequency trading or anything along those lines. Now, that number increased significantly when you go into even just July of 2020, you see 25% of the market is made up by retail investors. So that's a 250% increase. And then, or 150% actually, and then after that, I only think it's increased, right? There's a phenomenon. People are getting into this commission-free trading. They're being incentivized highly to um, you know, download a brokerage and open up an account. They're being bombarded with ads. I really wouldn't be surprised if this number has moved closer to 30% um, and continue to move higher. And what happens is there's more volatility, right? We've all experienced it. Um, hedge funds and institutional investors typically don't make a trade unless they have done due diligence. And we cannot say the same for retail investors. Um, especially what we're getting to here, which is social sentiment, which is the fact that money moves based off so little research, right? There's very little friction. And I've seen this personally because I'll run Twitter spaces and people will be DMing me that they're trading thousands of dollars based on what I'm saying and my guests are saying in Twitter spaces. Um, so, you know, that's based off a minute of, you know, wording. And sometimes it works, right? People make money, but oftentimes people lose money. So I think that what's introduced is volatility, um, a lack of an effective market in the short term, and ultimately an opportunity for arbitrage. And do you believe these signs uh, are signs of a market bubble? In certain areas. So I think that, you know, we just had a nice come down from growth, right? Things sink back to their 200 day MA, and then we had a bounce off the 200 day. Um, I do believe, you know, that the future of technology was highly sped up by COVID-19. And some of these stocks do warrant, you know, they came in, they solved the problem, they became market leaders in an industry. Um, there's definitely a bubble in certain areas. You know, I think that there's another housing bubble going on. I think many people see that, right? We've seen this, what, 13 years ago. Um, the, the question is, nowadays, how fast can things pop? Um, and they can pop in many areas. One area where there is obviously a bubble is in some of these uh, altcoins also. I think that's one of the things to look at is there are so many more diversified asset classes nowadays than ever. So it's it's difficult to say like what's a bubble in one area versus the other, um, and what's just you know an uptrend. I don't know what essentially the classified difference would be, but I think that we're going to continue to see things pop off, massive drop, pop off, um, and it's very hard to time, which is why you know I personally try to exercise time in the market instead of timing the market. But I do understand the thrill of jumping in and out of things. Yeah, I completely agree with not timing the market. It's a key skill that even Warren Buffett. Uh, believes it's not worth taking the time. Um, so the key takeaway here is power and numbers. Uh, for years, institutional investors have been controlling the markets, uh, but now there are more options uh, for, than ever for the little guy to jump in on investing. And together, they can take on the hedge funds, uh, something never seen in the market at this scale until recently with GME and AMC. All right, next up is retail trading. So how are the retail traders moving the markets? So one thing I just want to point out is I don't see us as taking on hedge funds. Um, I think okay. it's more of having a more equal role, right? In moving those markets, everybody's goal is to make money, right? That's at the end of the day. So I don't think like retail making money makes hedge funds lose money. I think that if anything, you know, they're seeing the patterns and I know that hedge funds are paying for social sentiment data. I know that because I speak to social media providers who are providing it to them. So they're tracking and they're making money off it too. So I think there's a collaboration. 
Um, okay. I'll bring it back. What was the question again? Uh, how are the retail traders moving the markets? Great question. Uh, so the biggest way that retail traders are moving the markets is something that people don't often think into, um, but it's bullish call options. So it's very tough to move the market based on stock purchase alone, because you're usually buying, you know, a few shares, something like that. But when you're buying bullish call options, you're indicating that you're willing to buy 100 shares. So now there's a lot more riding on that. And when we look at from 2000, in 2000, the highest amount of bullish call options bought in a four week span was $100 billion. In 2010, 10 years later, that number had not changed. It was still the highest amount in a four week span was 100 billion. In 2020, that number 5X. The highest amount was $500 billion of bullish call options in four weeks. That's gonna move the market. And that is a lot of it being done by retail traders who were given easy access to option trading via Robinhood, Webull, whatever it is, in a way that we had never seen before. Um, so that's massive. One of the other ways that they're moving the markets is more money. And that's because many people have decided that they're not going to turn over their Roths or their 401ks or whatever it is to an institution to manage when they say, why should I give it to you? I can just go to do my own research, you know, look at some stuff, Twitter or whatever, and pick what stocks I like that I want to hold for the long term. And then I don't have to pay a percentage. Um, of my holdings. So I think that there's less money that's going to institutions, it's coming to the market through the retail, plus these bullish call options. Um, and, and then at the end of the day, right, social media is an echo chamber where you say something and then it kind of comes back and just keeps echoing back and forth. And you know, that happens enough, um, big enough players start to kind of fall in line. So, you know, I'm not moving any markets. I'm not trading that much money, but there's people that come into my spaces that are multimillionaires who are trading based off things that myself and my follower, you know, my audience is saying. Uh, so that, it, when it culminates enough and you get big enough people with big enough audiences, uh, is moving markets. And I mean, that simple supply and demand theory. Right. And a quick note here, the number of individual and retail investors in 2020 skyrocketed with around uh, 10 million new brokerage accounts being opened. Um, and the increased volume of investors combined with uh, the Wall Street Bet subreddit is a recipe to move the markets. So Gav, what can investors uh, do to protect themselves from this increased volatility? It's a good question. I think that not looking at your uh, portfolio on a daily basis is probably the right answer. Uh, Cause you're just, it's just a protection from mental mind, right? Um, you know, I'm, I can't say that I observe this, but if somebody's looking to say, how can I protect myself? Well, pick stocks that you, you know, have done due diligent research on, tune into their earnings calls, check out their reports, you know, companies that consistently produce high levels of earnings should go up over time. Uh, if you're looking at, you know, 100 years of stock market data. So instead of looking at the day to day basis, if you really just want to avoid volatility is pick those stocks and then just check in quarterly um, and just follow along with them. If some massive news comes out, make an adjustment based on that. Um, but, you know, avoid riskier plays if the volatility is not for you. I think the, the, the thing is now is People don't really mind volatility as much. It's kind of exciting. It kind of moves things. There's an entire ecosystem of content that's built off of market volatility. Um, so I, I think just, you know, pick the stocks that you want to do the research on, hit them quarterly if you want to avoid it. Um, or, you know, pick an ETF that's rebalanced often. Right. Yeah. Pick, um, you know, one of these just simpler things. Just grab the S&P 500. It's at all time highs, you know, ticker sign VOO. 
grab VTI, right? It's all the companies um, in the US. So you, you can go with an ETF, you can go with an overall thing, but like, I don't think volatility is something to avoid. I just think it's the mental effect of a day-to-day basis of volatility that freaks people out. You know, they buy an option, 10 minutes later, they're up 10%, they're so happy. 10 minutes later, they're down 20%. They're like, what the hell happened? But give it a week, probably be up, whatever. I mean, if it's on, you know, good timing, good option, whatever, like instead of looking every five, 10 minutes, again, things that I need to do better myself, but I do understand would help. Yeah, and especially long-term investing is where it really matters, um, not really necessarily the short-term, especially with diversification, like you mentioned, with ETFs like the S&P 500. All right, excellent. It's always important to stay educated. All right, everyone, thank you for joining us on the MBIT podcast, and thank you, Gav, for taking some time to be on the pod. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Follow the pod so you don't miss out on future episodes, and there'll be some exciting content coming up. Thanks again, Gav, and we'll see you on the next episode. Disclaimer, the MBIT podcast is reflecting the opinion of only the host. The podcast is for informational purposes only. The podcast is also not a research report. It is not a recommendation to purchase or sell any stocks, holdings, or securities. The podcast is also not meant to serve as the basis of any investment decision.